Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast, and we know things. I am your host, Greg Hall, and we're coming to you here on February 27th, fresh off the 13-minute Pokemon Presents for Pokemon Day. And if we're recording a bonus episode, that must have meant, well, hallelujah, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? They must have announced something massive. So, not only are we going to cover that today in this short bonus episode, but I'll also be covering the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase from last week. By the time we record in March, it'll be a month by then, so it just made more sense to do it in this episode, knock it out, give you... you know, more than a five-minute breakdown of the new game from Pokemon Day, and maybe throw something else in there from Nintendo. Even though it was a partner direct, it was a decent showing. It wasn't the best by any means. Now, coming into the 2024 Pokemon Day, I don't know how my expectations were. I don't know if I was hyped. I don't know if I wasn't. I It almost kind of just, like, shot up on us, and it kind of came out of nowhere, uh, almost, and that was exciting, because I woke up this morning, and I said, oh my gosh, we just got a couple of minutes until a Pokemon presents, uh, let me go get a shower and get ready for this 13-minute video, and in 13 minutes, how much information can you really give us when you have to go through Pokemon Go, and Pokemon Masters, and Pokemon Unite, Ugh. Oh, and by the way, now Pokemon Sleep. Ugh. You know, but I have to give the Pokemon Company credit. They actually went through that pretty damn fast. And I do appreciate in a 13-minute video, you got it out of the way to get your two new announcements uh, ready to rock. And um, I said on our last podcast episode that I am kind of in a Pokemon daze right now. I'm kind of in a lull. I'm kind of burnt. I'm kind of over it. I haven't really touched anything from the series in a while. Um, you know, sometimes I'll pick up the 3DS and dabble in red on the uh, on the um, virtual console, or I'll pick up the old SP and throw on blue or yellow just for a little bit. My daughters love it, so we'll still watch it and still enjoy it and stuff like that. But I haven't really been shiny hunting or even playing Legends Arceus still or Scarlet and Violet. I'm, I'm almost 300 hours each for those games, and... Uh, you know, a man can only do so much at 35 years old, <clears throat> but I have said it on our last show, like I'm ready to take a little bit of a break. And luckily the Pokemon company is giving us that, uh, there I'll get into it more, I suppose later, but it doesn't seem like there will be a new, like main line Pokemon game this year, uh, which is Exciting, to say the least. So, uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's dive in. And, you know, normally, you know, you tease and you start with the little things and you build up to that big final announcement. No, let's get that out of the way first. The big hype thing, and then we'll go backwards and we'll cover the other new title announced. It is a mobile title, so we'll cover that one. And then I'll go into the partner showcase from last week. But I need to, absolutely need to... Start off with Pokemon Legends ZA. It could be Z to A, there's a dash in between, but I'm thinking it's just Pokemon Legends ZA. 
Boy, howdy, would I have just liked Pokemon Legends Z. It would have been nice. That logo was so fresh. Then they throw the dash up on there. Then they throw the A that doesn't really look like an A, and you just get confused until you get confirmation from Cerebee or somebody on Twitter, it'll never be X, of the actual title, but you still don't know how to say it because they kept so much of this game under lock and key. Talk about a teaser. We didn't see gameplay. We saw nothing except for a CG trailer, which I'm usually not in favor of, but they did the thing where they do the thing. Two Pokemon days ago, when they announced Scarlet and Violet, they had a man walking around the museum with a flashlight for a minute and a half that had everybody speculating, everybody thinking. This time, they didn't tease it to that level where everybody was like, Detective Pikachu too. No, we got an idea that it was something Kalos-related, which, by the way, Pokemon Legends Z, X, and Y, so hyped love Kalos. I've been on record on this show that it is one of my favorite gens uh, right behind Gen 1. Um, Maybe it's my second favorite. It might be Gen 1, Gen 4, Gen 6, but it might even be just Gen 1, Gen 6. Either way, that's arguing semantics. Uh, This is exactly 100% what I want. A new Legends game, which I am on record of saying Pokemon Legends Arceus is my favorite Pokemon game of all time outside of the original Red and Blue and Fire Red Leaf Green. It just is. And now you put that, I don't love Unova, so we're skipping over a Legends Unova, which everybody had on their bingo card. We're going right back to Kalos. They had Lumio City tease. You saw a bunch of X and Y Pokemon throughout. You saw Furfrow, and you saw Aegislash. Thank goodness. And all of that hyped up until they finally reveal Pokemon Legends, the urban redevelopment plan of Lumio City. Now, I, I don't know if that means it's going to be a future Kalos or a past Kalos. I'd like to think past since we're talking Legends, but with multiverses and Pokemon doing the weird things that they do, it wouldn't shock me if it's like the future of Kalos or Kalos after X and Y. I truly don't know. I'd like to think it's the past. I'd like to think they're going to be doing the same thing they did for Arceus, where you get a different region name. It's not named Kalos. So I'm kind of wondering what that would be. Remember, friends, we never got an X or Y2. We never got a Pokemon Z back when third versions were very standard. You know what I mean? We had Black 2, White 2. We had platinum we had ultra sun ultra moon um you know it was only in gen 8 when they started transitioning away from that and going into dlc instead of a third version smart move by the way love that absolutely love that um albeit that scarlet and violet dlc was a little underwhelming excuse me i have a little bit of a cough <laughs> uh but it's so nice to be returning to Kalos, the generation we thought they all forgot. Um, Gen 6 is incredible. It's where Mega Evolution was birthed, and guess what? It's still the best gimmick in all of Pokemon. So, hell yes, my friends. Uh, Pokemon Legends ZA releasing simultaneously, uh, worldwide, I should say, in 2025. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I do again wonder what that region name could be with Lumio City. They did say uh, urban redevelopment plan and put Lumio City right in the trailer. We got uh, seems to be like the hub town kind of like Jubilife Village. So that's what has me thinking like is there going to be a different region name even? 
is this city going to be something different? Like Jubilife Village was completely different because they went back to feudal Sinnoh. So I don't know how far back they'll go. Is it in the past, but not that far back? Is it just when Kalos was first constructed? And so it's not like the distant past like Legends Arceus. So I'm totally interested in the period that they're going to choose, whether it be uh, future past or like the ancient past. I do wonder what the starters will be. We know in Pokemon Legends Arceus, the starters, uh, Rowlet from Gen 7, which was nuts, Oshawott from Gen 5, and Cyndaquil from Gen 2. So he had a bunch of love up and down the spectrum, um, even so far as going three gens in the future with one of the starters. So I can see them doing that here, where they go and pull one of the Gen 8. I don't think they'll do Gen 9 starters, although I believe there will be some sort of Gen 9 representation in the game. I just don't see it being one of the starters. We just got those starters. I'm kind of started out, albeit if it is Fue Coco, though, I'm down because I didn't pick Fue Coco. So I would like to to re uh, to be able to like redeem that. And plus, you'll probably get like a Kelosian final form. And so like would love to see what they do with Skeledurge um, in a different form. So anyway... I wonder what those starters could be. Now, what I'm leaning towards for the water starter is Piplup. Uh, I'm a little Piplupped out. One of my favorite starters of all time. Probably my third favorite full evolution water starter. A Squirtle's number one. Totodile's probably number two. And then it's a tie kind of between Froakie and Piplup. I love Piplup because I love Empoleon. So it's more for the final stage. Empoleon top tier starter Pokemon. Empoleon. What does that sound like? Napoleon. Napoleon. French, Kalos, French. It almost makes too much sense, but again, Piplup was featured in Legends Arceus. Piplup, uh, I'm a little Piplupped out. So again, I'd appreciate it from it being on the nose, being obvious, but I just don't know. Uh, I would like Totodile personally. (coughs) That would be awesome. Mudkip already has a Mega. Blastoise already has a Mega. Uh, so I don't think that it'll be either of those two kind of process of elimination. It won't be Froakie. I don't think it'll be the same three starters from Kalos. Although if it is, and then they all just get Megas um, with Megas coming back, which is so freaking exciting. I uh, I can see that and just kind of going a little bit chalk on the starter choices. But here's the thing. I think that all three of those original starters, Fennekin, uh, Froakie, and Chespin, who is the best, um, I think that they're all going to get Megas anyway. So, like, let's give it a little bit of variety from a starter choice. All of those starters are going to be available probably in the wild, just like they were in Arceus. Awesome chance to shiny hunt them and all that stuff. By the way, I do have a shiny Chespin already. Got that from Pokemon Go as I was sitting in the bathroom in Myrtle Beach. Randomly opened Pokemon Go. There was a Chespin on my screen. I touched it and it was shiny. One of the coolest shiny, uh, unexpected shiny experiences of my life. Maybe a little TMI there for you, but... uh, Definitely excited to see the starter choices. Maybe they go like Litten, because that would be awesome to get maybe a little bit more Incineroar love, especially after Smash Ultimate. I would love that. Grass, I, I kind of hope they don't disappoint. Um, I could see it being like Chikorita, because Chikorita, like, way underpowered. I can see it being like Snivy, to stick with that Gen 5 love. Um, heck, even if they went like Tepig, that would be pretty cool uh, to see like a new, what is it, Pignite and... Uh, Oh boy, do I not remember that final form of, of Tepig. Um, Pignite, and I can't remember it, but to get a new version of that, because he was a little round, a little bit, Embor maybe? Uh, a little bit like, 
didn't do it for me so much, but would love to see the starter choices. And again, we got nothing. So this is complete and total speculation, just trying to literally less than an hour ago, this thing ended. So I'm just trying to piece together the very little detail that we got and how we could kind of do this with Megas returning. Does that also mean we'll get regional variants though? Because regional variants were the thing that was introduced in gen seven and has lived on in every game since even with the other gimmicks. So even with uh, Dynamax and even with terastalization, we still have regional variants. So I'm definitely thinking we'll still have regional variants. We'll get a new Aegislash or something like that. Cause Oh my gosh, am I excited for Aegislash to come back. Um, I cannot wait to shiny hunt that all three of that line of, uh, of Dublade, um, Aegislash. And I, oh gosh, I am like blanking. The hype is so crazy, but anyway, regardless, super hyped for my X and Y shiny hunt count. Here's the thing. The Pokédex from Kalos was only like 69 or something crazy from the new Pokémon introduced. They're going to really, really, really have to pack the decks with older or different regional Pokémon. So I'm not like jazzed about that because just like your true to Kalos decks is a little bit slim pickings. I really hope they do what Legends Arceus did and introduce like the Weird Deers, the Basculegions. Um, and all that just to give us a little bit more to the Kalos decks. Um, I'm sure we'll go 10 times deeper on Zygarde. Maybe a new form. We don't have to just look for the cells around Alola and Gen 7. Zygarde can really get its day in the sun and really get proper treatment from the legendary slash mythical perspective. And not just be like a little blob or a dog or like a transformer. Um, definitely excited to see how deep they go into the lore. Do we go into the war? Do we go into AZ and AZ's floette and all the things that were teased in Kalos and X and Y that we never got to? Do Xerneas and Yveltal make a huge impact to the story? That would be cool. Zygarde could be that third mythical like Garatina was in, in Legends Arceus, but Arceus was kind of like that. I, I truly don't know because Gen 6 doesn't have the Arceus. It has the Garatina in Zygarde. Hell, maybe it has the Arceus in Zygarde, but then it's lacking the Garatina. That that two times third mythical slash legendary after your two box art legendary. So totally excited to see what they do um, moving forward on that. I, I, we had a bunch of Megas also appearing in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. So how many of those do they bring back? Probably all of them. So I can imagine Gen 3 will get some love. Um, from like an expanded Pokedex perspective, that's really my main concern is like with such a small native decks, what are they going to do <laughs> with the, the decks? 400, I think was the number for Legends Arceus. That means what? Four times, more than four times the amount of the Kalos decks you're going to have to multiply just to fit that 400 number. Um, or was it 280? No, I think it was only 280, actually. 400 might have been Scarvi. I think, yeah, I think it might have been only like 280 for Legends Arceus, which actually isn't so bad. That's only, what, triple-ish? Uh, 18, yeah, actually, it's it's probably even it's more than triple. Regardless, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see how they pack the decks and if it's going to be even smaller than Legends Arceus, which I don't mind. Are we going to get a new Legendary like we did with uh, the Genie, I can't remember its name again, but we got that new, it's, I know it's not a Genie, but that's what I'm referring to it as, uh, Enamorous, I think was its name, and are we going to have something like that, are we going to have, 
where we go to the different places around the map and encounter the legendaries and have to go battle them out in the wild? Are we going to keep those same mechanics of freeform throwing and spinning and running? Is it going to be even more open world? Is it going to just be open zone or open area like Legends Arceus? Is it just going to take place in Lumios? Is it going to go somewhere else outside of Kalos 2? I don't know. I have no clue. We'll find out more, I'm sure, in June-ish, July-ish, August-ish. Uh, we'll find out sometime in the summer. They'll do a second Pokemon Presents. They generally always do later on in the year. We usually get two a year. So I would imagine June, July, August, we'll get another Pokemon Presents where they'll do the official first look and all of that stuff. Now, what does that mean, though? We haven't seen an ounce of gameplay for this game. So what does that mean? Are they saving gameplay <coughs> because, this is my tinfoil craziness, are they saving it because it's also coming to Switch 2? And the gameplay they're going to reveal later in the summer will be from Switch 2, and they're not giving us gameplay now because Switch 2 hasn't been officially announced. Does that mean that Switch 2 will get announced this summer? I said March... Uh, the rumors are swirling by multiple credible sources that this thing is now not launching in 2024. It'll launch in 2025. Uh, so that means we'll probably not hit that March timeframe, probably more the June-ish timeframe. So I'm wondering if like the Switch 2 gets revealed, we see the teases for that, we see the next 3D Mario tease and all of that good stuff. And then they hit us with the Pokemon Presents and say, yep, it's coming to Switch, but also to Switch 2. Take your pick. I don't, again, I don't know, but with it releasing in 2025 with no window, with no month, with no date, it does have the Switch logo at the top, so we know it'll at least come to the current console. Me wonders, just wonders, if we're going to see it in the next gen generation of Nintendo consoles. Also, what does this mean? Because there is no more Pokemon game announced for this year. Uh, there is no 2024 game. Hell, there was not really a 2023 game. There was just two sets of DLC. And technically, there was a prologue in January of 2024, but it was like 90 minutes long. It's not really DLC. It was free. It was fine. You got Petcheron. Hey, maybe Petcheron will come back. Who knows what the plans are for that little guy. But I am very glad that the Scarlet and Violet era is behind us. It Kind of looking back, it was a little bit underwhelming. I think it did amazing things for the potential. I think it did amazing things for shiny hunting. I think it had one of, if not the best stories in all of Pokemon. But I do think I'm ready to move on. I'm ready for the next thing. And for it not to be this year and potentially not even next year is awesome. 2026, I think, is the 20 or is the 30th year. You want to hold us off and give us Legends Z uh, A next year and have that be the big Pokemon game for 25 and then celebrate Pokemon Gen 10, right? The big story 10th generation on their 30th anniversary. Hell, even release it on Pokemon Day or something. I don't know, very soon after. Announce it for sure on Pokemon Day 2026. I'm okay with that. Like I said, man, I'm a little burnt out by the franchise. Today got me a lot more hyped, but I'm still like, yeah, I'm cool with taking 2024 off from playing Pokemon. That's fine with me. I'm a little disappointed 
we didn't get the older games, red, blue, yellow, whatever, gold, crystal, silver on NSO. I don't know why outside of online functionality and trading and stuff, <clears throat> trading that I, I just don't know why they're not there yet. It baffles me to no end, but here we are still lacking from that perspective. You want to talk about NSO subscriptions flying through the roof. That would do it. It's a little baffling. Maybe it's just so late in the Switch's life cycle that if they are moving to a new console, why put them on this one if we can maybe potentially wait, drop it on the next one, or just never at all. I, I never know what Nintendo or the Pokemon company is thinking or the, what they're up to or their freaking logic for a ton of different things. Regardless, this was probably the best announcement you could have given us today. Pokemon Legends ZA a Kalos Legends game. My heart is full. My body is ready. Um, the other thing they announced was Pokemon TCG Pocket. Very cool concept, but I'm sure it'll be microtransaction to shit. It gives me tons of NFT vibes, so I hate that. And it does bastardize a little bit of the physical card in your hand aspect. That hype of cracking a pack, the foil rip. And the anticipation, the card trick, all of it. Um, but it, I think it does scratch the itch of what a lot of people are looking for. And shout out to uh, Jim, frequent listener of the show, personal friend, great guy. He's been on the show before. We Pokemon and we know things. Uh, Jim, I was at, I was with Jim on Saturday uh, in New Jersey at a bowling alley. And we were just catching up and talking. A little bit of what we said was, hey, Pokemon days in a couple days. And he flat out called this. He said, I would love a new TCG game on mobile, like, well, holy smokes, dude, you got your wish. And then some, I would think it seems to be all of the packs going all the way back to base set wizards of the coast. I love that immersive cards, uh, the 3d hollows that you can kind of move and manipulate to like, see it, make it look more, you know, give it more depth of field, look into the 3d a little bit. And then the immersive cards where it seems like you tap on it and you can get taken into the art and kind of like, I don't know, scroll around or move around and kind of immerse yourself, pardon the redundancy, <coughs> in the actual card art. Seem, you know, a little bit more than you just can in that frame of the card. Um, and you do get two free packs a day. Now, I'm sure they will be dog shit cards for the very, 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 very vast majority. You might get a little bit of a tease just to keep you coming back or to incentivize you to purchase, which I'm sure will be a massive thing. You can trade. You can battle. So you can do all of those cool things. Hell, you can crack the packs by rubbing your finger across the screen, ripping open that foil on the top, and then being able to swipe through your cards. It does lessen the impact of a pull because you don't have the physical card in your hand. It's like I said, very NFT vibish, but I get it. It's the digital world. It's easy. It's less paper. It's so much easier to share out. You don't have to take a picture of the card. You could literally just screenshot it. I'm sure there will be some sort of share feature or whatevs, um, but there is a huge audience for this, myself included to an extent. I think it's a great announcement. I think it's kind of what they needed from a TCG perspective. You can then just like, excuse me, <coughs> you can then just bring that to the worlds and make maybe have the TCG. I'm sure it'll be a part of it. Pocket will be a second part of the TCG. They'll probably never phase out the physical packs and stuff, but I'm sure 
Worlds want to have a pocket section for battling and world champion and all of that. So more ways to get cars into the ecosystem, more way to generate buzz around worlds and all of that. So again, from a marketing perspective, it, the money makes itself again. I'm sure it'll be microtransaction to holy hell. I'm excited to see what the cost of a pack is. Um, listen, I'm rocking 399 for a booster pack back in 96. If I'm rocking more than that for a digital that I can't even hold, I'm, I'm going to have some troubles there. Um, I'm not going to be putting a single cent into this application, believe you me, but I think still there is some intrinsic value in having your digital cards with you at all times, show your friends your base set Charizard or whatever, I'm sure. I wonder if first editions will be in this. I don't I don't know. And how quickly they'll iterate like new packs and new sets and all of that into it. If it'll be like day and date. If that does slow down the hype of people running to the stores and getting them, and maybe it helps with the stock of the physical cards or just what it does from a physical card perspective in general. I'm, I'm definitely curious. I am not a an NFT person. Again, I, I think this got that vibe. It's not a one-to-one, but I can see the inspiration, although they were probably going in a digital f- way or trend or you know anyway. So I, I'm, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but... I'd like to see the monetization before I pass optimistic judgment. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'll stay cautiously optimistic for now. So let me know if you're excited for that. DM us all that good stuff. And that was really it. I mean, we got the updates on Masters and Sleep and Go and Unite and all the shit that nobody cares about. Um, Well, let me rephrase. They have audiences. I'm just not going to ever be one of them again. And I, I think the vast majority of our listeners, same Um, so for this community, yeah, it didn't do too much, but that wasn't the only Nintendo announcement we got in the last week. Uh, we did get a poke or a Nintendo direct partner showcase, um, which I have to say on the 21st, uh, by the way of February, it didn't do horrible. It was okay. Um, I don't think, I think we all expected hi-fi rush. We didn't get that. We got a different, a couple of Xbox games, two Xbox games, but uh, did not get Hi-Fi Rush. Probably coming to Switch 2. It's coming to PS5 in like less than a month. So super hyped on that. By the time we record next, uh, you'll probably you'll probably hear about it from us. Um, so definitely, definitely excited for that. I won't go in exact order of the way things were announced because, let's be real, I don't know. I didn't take notes, but I have a graphic with everything announced. So I know they did start with Grounded. Um, and I know they did end with Endless Ocean Luminous, which was an odd choice. But Grounded, Xbox, coming to Nintendo Switch. I think it's out really soon. Um, Pentiment, also the other Xbox first-party game coming to Nintendo Switch, out now, out already. So definitely some good things there. I think this was like the partner showcase of the demo. The demo was the theme. We have a ton of demos. Uh, World of Goo 2, Fantasy Life, The Girl Who Steals Time. Fine. Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble. Not a remake, not an old one. A brand new Monkey Ball game coming to the Switch. If you know anything about me, you know this tickled my fancy and was absolutely my favorite announcement from this direct. I did not see it coming, and now it's here, uh, coming soon, and I'm so very excited to play Monkey Ball this year. Hell, you might even hear about that at the end of the year when we're talking our favorites. Then another really out-of-left-field remaster from the Wii era, 
Disney's Epic Mickey rebrushed. Oh my gosh, I was so excited. Epic Mickey, a little underrated, a little overrated at the same time. Go figure that one out. But I think it's got so much potential and so many legs. And then I found out it was like $60, and I'm definitely like not doing that. I'll wait till it's 25 to 30 I think, is a reasonable price, even at the remastered, because let's, let's call it what it is. It still didn't look like it was from the ground up. It was just kind of like you upscaled the Wii version. Um, so Epic Mickey rebrush. When I found the price tag, I was a little sticker shocked, but I would imagine at some point I'll be picking that one up. Maybe if it's coming, I think it might be coming to PlayStation. That's probably where I'll get it, but we'll see. Star Wars Battlefront, the classic collection one and two, the old Battlefront games, not the new ones. Or I shouldn't say new, but the EA ones from like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, whatever that is. Pocket Jockey ride on. Game Freak, that's right, the same Game Freak that makes Pokemon games, made Pocket Jockey for the 3DS, it's solitaire with horse racing, it's very, very popular, very, very good, came out for Apple Arcade, it was an exclusive there for a while, it crushed, and then uh, they decided, hey, listen, we already have this nice new polished version, let's just put it on the Switch, and they did, and I think they shadow dropped it. Um, and it's extremely popular and very, very good, so I'd expect that to be a pretty big announcement for a lot of folks. Penny's Big Breakaway, the team that made Sonic Mania. This was announced at a previous Direct. It's a 3D platformer. You're on a yo-yo, big-time mechanics, got Mario Odyssey vibes mixed with, like, the Banjo-Kazooies of the world and, like, that. I, I, I could not wait. They shadow-dropped it, baby. $40. Get a little bit out of the current price range for what I'm looking for right now. So I didn't pick it up at the shadow drop. I will wait for it to go on sale, 10, 15 bucks off, whatever. I will pick that up and I will absolutely play that at some point this year. We've got another look at South Park Snow Day. Monster Hunter Stories 1 is coming to Switch. Tales of Kinzara. Um, Shin Megami Tensei 5 Vengeance. Another Crab's tre- Treasure from Agro Crab. Unicorn Overlord got a demo. Um, Pepper Grinder got a demo. Sukia Game or Suika Game. Multiplayer mode. I think it's probably only like a dollar or two, so pick that DLC up. Ender Magnolia, a ranger, which looks pretty uh, fun. Gundam Breaker 4, Snufkin, Kingdom Come Deliverance Royal Edition, don't care. Sword Art Online, Fractured Daydream, a new Demon Slayer game. And then Contra Operation Galuga, that that reimagined kind of version of Contra 1, the NES version. Freaking was hyped when that got announced a couple months ago. Could not wait. They dropped a demo. I played the demo. I will not be buying the game. Uh, man, is it rough. Way forward, my friends. You tried too hard. It didn't have to be like this. I appreciate the reimagining of Contra 1, but boy, did they did they flub the... Uh, they flub it at the uh, at the goal line there. They fumbled it at the goal line. I'm not loving it. I think it's really, really rough. I think it looks... Everything kind of blends into each other. It's tough to get your character. The controls are really backwards. Um, I, I appreciate that there's like modes, easy mode, whatever. I like that. I like that after you think you beat the first level from the NES game. No, they jump you right into level three. They do skip the hallway section, which is a little weird. And then the boss battles are even bigger, more grandiose, more phases. Boy, did I not want that. Uh, boy, did I just want a good old fashioned reimagining of the first Contra, keeping it pretty close. Um, and not so damn rough. It's like, uh, 
it's like a two and a half D looking thing. And there's a story now and action or it's voice acted and it's really poorly written and voice acted. And like, they don't even try on the, on the dubbing um, or on the, uh, on like the mocap. Cause they just move their mouth up and down and talk. It's, it's just really like underbaked and really rough. And I'm not loving it. I, We'll probably play it again because it's a free demo just to see if maybe I played it right after the direct. So it's been a week and also it was hot off the presses. So maybe like now that my expectations are tempered a bit, maybe I'll dive back in. But at this moment, can't recommend. But that was the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase from February 2024 and the recap of Pokemon Day from 2024. Overall, I'm excited. I'm happy. Uh, Gives us a little bit more into what we will and won't be playing this year and a little glimpse into 25 and maybe some hints on the future of the next Nintendo switch. Be sure to catch us next month. Sam and I will be back in March uh, with a massive agenda. The things already filling up like crazy. Our rundown docket is already insane. They dropped some news at the same time as the Pokemon presents. They tried to sneak us by. We got you PlayStation. We saw the, the bad news that you dropped trying to, Get that out there while Pokemon Day was taking over the, the news cycle. Yeah, you bastards, we gotcha. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for listening to this very special bonus episode. We'll see you next month for our March 2020.